Hello, America, and welcome to a new edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News, where today uh, we have a bunch of exclusive stories about voting irregularities around, around the country. Last night in Clark County, they had to throw out an entire race, a county commissioner's race, because they could not uh, prove that the absentee ballots that were cast were actually lawful and properly matched and properly cast. And so for the third time, in less than a year, an entire election race has been thrown out because of voting irregularities tied to mail-in ballots. We've had one in Patterson, New Jersey, just recently, one in North Carolina last year in the Special House District, and now the Clark, one of the Clark County emis- uh, Commissioner's races in Las Vegas, thrown out last night. And that's a perfect segue to what we're going to be talking about today, because in a few minutes, I'm going to bring a journalist on the show. His name is Victor Jakes. He's a columnist for the Las Vegas Review Journal. And he did something courageous and enterprising and public serving. He uh, challenged Nevada officials' claims that voter signature matching was a uh, effective way to make sure that fraudulent votes were not cast. What he did, he did legally, but he used a little bit of trickery. He uh, was able to use his signature on eight other people's ballots Uh, and those ballots were accepted. They weren't caught, even though it was his signature, his handwriting that they traced and put on the name of the um, uh, filers, which means somebody in the Las Vegas, Clark County area didn't do their job as a vote matcher or signature matching. He um, wrote about this a couple of days ago, and uh, it has really created a storm in Las Vegas, really challenged uh, this notion that if you mail ballots out to everyone, don't worry about it because if ones get into bad hands, they won't get through because of ballot signature matching. And he put the lie to that. Eight out of the nine ballots he signed for other people got through and verified. That should be a warning flag for all of us. And we're going to talk to Victor about that. He's a delightful uh, young journalist and proof that like my good friend Sean Hannity who says all journalism is dead. I don't believe that yet. I believe what we do at Just the News every day and what Epoch Times is doing and what other good organizations are doing around the country. The Federalist, um, this young reporter, columnist at the Las Vegas Journal, journalism is still being practiced effectively in some places. And I want to salute Victor Jakes for his courageous effort here to show that in his area of the world, in Nevada, in Las Vegas, in Clark County, the largest voting center in the state of Nevada, uh, which has become an important swing state, that... um, the signature matching wasn't working. So we're going to talk to Victor in just a few minutes. Um, But when we're going to go to a quick commercial break, when we come back, I want to talk to you about a couple of stories that broke on Just the News this morning. I think they're useful and uh, you'll be very interested. But let's first hear from our great sponsors and our great advertisers. Folks, we're sponsored today by Donors Trust, the tax-friendly way to preserve your charitable giving. In times of crisis, those with a giving spirit and a desire to build up civil society find ways to be helpful. And that's when it's good to have a charitable resource ready to deploy when they're needed most. Donors Trust offers donor-advised funds or giving accounts. You can use these funds as your own charitable investment account and manage your charitable giving in a way that's smart, tax-advantaged, aligned with your values, and private. 
Donors Trust clients are using their funds to support charities helping their local communities while also using their giving account to simultaneously support think tanks and liberty-minded organizations that believe our constitutional rights shouldn't get lost in a time of emergency. Now is the time to take a closer look at Donors Trust and join their community of liberty-minded donors by opening a donor-advised fund. Go to DonorsTrust.org slash JustNews for the ultimate survival guide to charitable giving and learn how a donor-advised fund can preserve your ability to give to the charities you love. That's DonorsTrust.org slash JustNews. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. Um, And thank you for joining us at John Solomon Reports. I'm so honored, so grateful every time that you tune in and you listen to our great guests and our witty reporters at Just the News. We've got many great people that are working hard to get you news and to get you facts uh, and to let you make up your own mind. We don't try to lead you to conclusions. That's why we have the dig in tool where you can dig into our documents, our audio, our video, our links, our research and dig in yourself. Make sure that what we're telling you is true. Come up, make up your own mind. I wish more journalists would do that, um, but at Just the News, we're doing that. Now, a quick word before I mention a couple stories on our on our site today. Uh, tonight at 7 p.m. on Real America's Voice Cable News Network, that's our brand new television partner at Just the News. You can watch them on Pluto, channel 240. You can watch them on Dish Network, channel 219. You can download the America America's Voice app for your iPhone, your um uh, Android phone. They got a great app, or you can go to America's voice.news and watch on streaming, or you can go to justthenews.com and click on the TV button. All those ways you'll be able to watch a real America's voice. And tonight at seven o'clock, I'm going to do something I've never done before in my life. I'm going to host my own TV special. Yes, I'm mortified. Uh, I have a much better face made for a radio show like this than I do for television. But we've got some amazing guests. Some of the top lawyers for the Trump campaign are going to come on exclusively on this special and tell us what the strategy is, what's the final approach for Donald Trump to challenge the votes in Michigan and Pennsylvania, in uh, Vegas and Arizona, in uh, uh, other battleground states, Wisconsin possibly is on the list of uh, places they're looking at. They're going to tell us exactly what they're going to do. Tomorrow's going to be a big day. There are going to be some new litigations uh, filed um, and some new evidence brought forth uh, by the Trump campaign and their allies in the private legal community. And we're going to talk about all of that tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern on Real America's Voice. That's the new cable network that Just the News is involved with. We're a strategic partner, a news partner for them. They're great folks. They're a great network. If you're looking for alternatives to CNN or MSNBC or Fox News or uh, Chris Ruddy's uh, great network, you've got an opportunity uh, here to check us out. Uh, Just the News is the official news source for Real America's Voice. And tonight... Yes, I'm going to sit in the anchor's chair and, oh, my God, try to do something on television I've never done before. Let's hope it uh, turns out to be good. I'm, I'm most excited about the guests I have. I know um, my two former lawyers, Joe DeGeneva and Victoria Tensing, are on uh, tonight, and we're going to be interviewing them. They joined the legal team very quickly. Jenna Ellis, who we've had on this podcast, who's been one of the lead lawyers throughout. We're hoping we might get Rudy Giuliani, and then we're going to have the extraordinary legal mind that is 
Alan uh, Dershowitz. He'll be joining us as well. So a great special. We're going to give you the facts. We're going to give you the latest news, the latest analysis, and you can make up your mind about whether you think President Trump is taking the right approach, doing the right thing, uh, and what may lie ahead in the battle for the White House as it now moves into fully into the court system. So that's tonight at 7 o'clock on Real America's Voice. Check us out. In the meantime, uh, we're breaking news all day long on justthenews.com. Thank you for your support, all the great things that you're doing. Uh, We are grateful that you uh, engage all the time. You send us ideas. You offer your help. uh, You buy our books. um, uh, You support our great sponsors like those you hear on this show. Uh, But I want to tell you about a couple stories that we had overnight that I think are very important. Um, My good colleague, Carrie Sheffield, who, by the way, has a 9 a.m. show every day on Real America's Voice called Just the News AM with Carrie Sheffield. She took a look and dove into a lot of the allegations flying around Dominion voting software and their machines. These are vote machines that have been in many important states like uh, Georgia, like uh, Michigan, like Wisconsin uh, and Pennsylvania. And there's a lot of allegations flying around, a lot of theories, conspiracy theories. Um, She sorted through some of the most interesting ones and confirmed which are true and knocked down those that aren't true. I'm going to give you a couple of them quickly. Yes, Dominion Voting once was a contributor to Bill Clinton's Clinton Global Initiative, so it does have Democratic ties. But no, it didn't have a secret German facility that was raided by armed um, uh, covert officers, like had been reported on some sites over the weekend. Uh, yes, um, uh, Nancy Pelosi's former chief of staff was hired by a lobbyist for Dominion voting, so they do have these Democratic connections, Clinton, Pelosi. Uh, but no, uh, Pelosi and Dianne Feinstein, two Democrats from California, didn't have secret family investments in the software. So that's the sort of thing she does. She goes through, she referees the facts because a lot of stuff is flying around on Facebook and Parler and Twitter and on Google and other places and email chains. And we wanted to get you the facts as best as we know them. Carrie Sheffield's story on Dominion voting, worth a read, particularly if you're trying to sort through the facts and fictions of this uh, crazy overtime election that we're all going through in 2020. Now, the second story is one I wrote myself, and it really lays out where the Trump campaign's uh, legal strategy is zeroing in on. And what it's focused on is about eight, 900,000 votes that they can show were cast in states like Pennsylvania and Michigan that were counted without observers present as required by law. The Republican observers were jettisoned or ejected uh, from the room, prohibited from effectively monitoring the ballots when ballot signature matching, the very thing we're going to talk with Victor Jakes about in a second, um, goes on. And they want to argue that having that happen in certain parts of Pennsylvania, only certain parts of Michigan only, and not in other parts, violated the Constitution's undue protection, uh, unequal protection clause, meaning Um, If some people voted with observers and others weren't, uh, you created a dual system that violates the equal uh, protection uh, clause of the Constitution. And then once they make that argument where they think, uh, you know, some of the legal experts have a a confidence that they might meet that threshold. The second part they have to show is that within those pools of votes, I think it's about 680,000 votes. Uh, in Pennsylvania, about 250,000 in Michigan, there are enough potential votes to have swayed the outcome of the election. And um, that's where it's very important to 
um, see whether they can provide the sort of prima facie proof that would do that. But this story lays out that scenario, helps you understand what's going on, and well, we'll get into greater detail tonight on the, the TV special we're doing with America's Voice. So check us out. All right, we're going to go to that second commercial break. When we come back, Victor Jakes, the great Las Vegas Review journalist who managed to show that signature validation on ballots is a bad security system, at least in Clark County, uh, Nevada, the home of Las Vegas, and where a very close presidential race was fought just a few weeks ago on November 3rd. So we're going to hear from him in just a few minutes. But first, our great sponsors and advertisers have these special offers for you. Hey folks, it's John Solomon here. Today, I want to shine a light on AMAC, an organization who's dedicated to America's seniors, but is vital for conservatives of all ages. AMAC stands out by not only advocating for senior issues, but also by pushing for conservative values that affect us all. By joining, you're not just supporting our senior citizens, you're part of a movement defending the freedoms that made this country great and to ensure that we secure our nation's future. Plus, membership brings you exclusive benefits like discounts on travel, dining, and entertainment, and of course, special insurance rates, one of the things I like. Regardless of your age, if you're driven to preserve freedom, AMAC welcomes you. This is about uniting youthful vigor with the wisdom of experience and our quest to keep this country great. Sign up now for amac.us slash justnews. And for a limited time, you get a free gift membership for someone else who shares your love for our great nation. Don't miss out on this chance to make a difference from AMAC. Join today at amac.us slash justnews. That's amac.us slash justnews. And extend the invitation to a friend or family member for free. What a great opportunity. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. And as promised, a very special guest, a living proof that for those who say journalism is dead, it is not. All you have to do is read the good work of Victor Jakes at uh, the Las Vegas Review Journal. Uh, over the last couple of weeks, he's put uh, shown us all how an enterprising journalist can go in and test the system legally and find problems with the voting in America today. Victor, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me on. I've been fascinated by this column we did a couple of days ago. It's it's just a great piece of journalism, and um, you know the headline is "County Election Officials Accepted My Signature on Eight Ballot Envelopes." That'll get your attention pretty quickly. Tell us what you set out to do and how you did it, because you you put some great care into this to make sure you complied with the law while also testing a vulnerability. I thought it was brilliant. Well, about a hundred days before the before the November election, the legislature rammed through a bill that led to. Uh, Nevada doing sending ballots out to every active voter for the first time for a general election. Uh, and we had done this in the primary and we had seen ballots piling up in apartment trash cans and on the side of the road and being sent to, you know, people who no longer lived at certain addresses. And election officials had said, well, don't worry about it because we have signature verification. And right. so if we have signature verification, they made it seem as if, well, no one, no one could pick up those ballots and, and send them in. Uh, and so I wanted to test that and I wanted to see how, you know, if, if they would really reject, reject ballots. And right. So what I did is I, as I had nine folks who were willing to participate and I, I took their name and I signed their name using my handwriting. I sent them a picture of that and then they did their best to copy that, that signature, that version of their signature onto their ballot return envelope. Um, and that's the only way county officials have supposedly to know if it was actually the voter returning the ballot or if it was someone else, someone else returning the ballot. 
And eight of the nine cases, those ballots were accepted uh, and went through, uh, which, in, you know, in my little experiment was an 89% failure rate for signature ver- verification, uh, which is not great. No, that's your only security measure. Um, I love the um, in the column, you had this disclaimer that the secretary of state had made when, when the questions first came up in the summer. Uh, the secretary of state in Nevada said discarded mail ballots cannot just be picked up and voted by anyone. All mail ballots must be signed in the ballot return envelope. This signature is used to authenticate the voter and confirm that it was actually the voter and not another person who returned the mail ballot. So they tried to calm everybody down. But your your demonstration showed that those uh, signature comparisons just aren't worth very much. Certainly on the nine ballots that you submitted, eight, eight got through. Um, what's been the reaction in Nevada since this uh, column broke? Well, you, you kind of have two reactions. I mean, first, there are the people who don't actually read the column and say, you broke the law. You're going to jail. Right. You committed a felony. <laughs> it's like, you know, there's a whole column. You could you could read past the headline. Um, <laughs> and then there, there are people who are, I mean, understandably concerned and outraged and honestly feel a little powerless. I mean, what do you what do you do when you see such an obvious flaw uh, in the election system. Uh, but the election officials and the Democrats in control here just just ignored it. Um, and it, it's a very frustrating feeling. It's a very concerning feeling. Uh, and people have a right to feel frustrated and a right to feel to feel concerned about it, because I mean, the whole point of living in a, a democratic republic is that we may not like the election results, but we can at least trust the election results. Uh, and you simply can't do that. Uh, here in Nevada with with such a weak security measure in place. Yeah. And has the the registrar of of votes or any of the county officials offered to take a look at this or or start a review or consider new options? Or has the, uh, you know, the official ruling class of Nevada tried to sweep this under the rug right now? Well, the the problem is, is that once they separate the the ballot from the envelope, uh, there's no way to connect you know, which ballot went to which ballot. Envelope. Right. And so as they've done this process, I mean, there's no way to, uh, to unring that bell. Um, you know, hopefully the, what would happen, the vote by mail was, was an emergency, you know, for times of a quote unquote emergency because right. of the coronavirus COVID. stuff. Right. Uh, and so hopefully, maybe hopefully they just, they don't do this again in Nevada. Um, we, we weren't ready for it. It's not a secure system. It's, it's not a good way to do, to do elections. Uh, and, you know, I would hope that there are still some some folks on the left side of the aisle who are willing to take an honest look at election security and say, yeah, this, this wasn't really this wasn't really great. Let's not let's not do this again. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, I, I did a story that I covered it originally back in 2005 when it happened. But there was a presidential commission, federal commission that in 2005 sort of foresaw the future. They they knew that we were going to be moving to more mail votes and absentee votes. And they made all these recommendations. And one of the biggest concerns they had was how to validate the identity of people when mail-in voting expanded. And there were many great ideas, positive, but none of them ever really bubbled up as, as often happens with these commissions. They come up with great ideas and somebody puts it on a shelf. Do you think this election, the 2020 election, is the election that reinvigorates that debate? We go back to 2005 and say, maybe we should look at some of the ideas that were here. Do you see some hope that there may be a conversation, a national conversation about this, uh, not just in Nevada, but across the country? Yeah, absolutely. And I think we're, we're having that conversation. And you know, look, you have a legal process to, to challenge election, election results. And President Trump is, is using that process. 
Uh, and I think it's a wonderful thing for that process to, to play out. And I think it's good uh, that there are concerns being raised about uh, how elections are being conducted, uh, you know, whether or not people are allowed to fully observe the, uh, the counting of votes. Um, you know, these, these shouldn't be controversial things. I mean, what, right. what's so funny is everyone will mouth the, yes, we want every legal vote to count and every illegal vote to, not to count. And then they'll do things that make the system very vulnerable to having illegal votes count. Exactly. So, no, that's uh, what you yeah, found. I think it's very I think it's very important to, to keep the emphasis and the focus on this. Yeah, no, absolutely. So I want to walk you through some scenarios. And I want to go back to um, the, the registrar of votes, Mr. Gloria, Joe Gloria, who uh, I saw in one of our stories last night. He's got a little controversy going on today. But let's start with beyond your own exercise. You, you did some good work to find some other people that we know got through the safeguard. So there's a woman named Rosemary Hartle. She died in 2017. Tell, tell me what you and News 8 or 8 News Now found about her ballot. Well, first of all, she was sent a ballot, which is, you know, considering she was three years dead. Yes. Question. Yeah. And second of all, the, the ballot got returned. And third of all, the, the signature matched. And, you know, when this when this story first came out, I hadn't put out my piece about the signature verification. Right. And the question that should have just been screaming at people is, how did the dead woman's signature match on her ballot? Yeah, exactly. This is not hard to figure uh, out. And wow. now we know. I mean, signature verification is a complete and utter joke as a security measure. Uh, and so that's how. And we don't know who returned her ballot. Right. Um, the, her husband says he never received his ballot. I don't know why he would be would be lying. Right. Um, but this is the type of problem you have when you send out live ballots to people who moved out of state yeah. and then you have no real way to to ensure that those ballots don't get counted if they are returned by someone else now there's another woman uh that i believe you interviewed or mentioned in your column named jill stokey she apparently is a longtime las vegas resident and when she went to vote i guess she was told the signature on her ballot match but she never got a ballot right is that what happened with her yeah that is i i talked to to miss stokey i mean she's a a visually impaired elderly lady who was was not media friendly, did not really want to talk to the press. Sure, was just angry that her ballot did that she wasn't able to vote, um, and she should have been. And you know what? What the registrar's response to that was was, well, the signature match. We looked at the signature, uh, and again, this came out before before my piece came out. But I was thinking the whole time because I knew the results. I mean, that that's not enough, guys. I mean, there are ways to to. I mean, just sign your own, just sign in your own handwriting and right. there, odds are it's going to get, it's going to get through. So, yeah. you know, basically what the registrar did is he tried to dismiss all these concerns as, oh, well, we've got signature matching and now we know signature matching isn't much of a security measure. So, and then you pressed them further, right? Which is what, uh, have you checked proactively to see if unscrupulous actors have abused the vulnerability that your own test and that, you know, the Hartle case, the Stokey case uh, uh, clearly accentuates and they, their answer was, we don't have investigators, right? We don't have anyone who could look at this. Is that that that's sort of the the brush uh, off they I, gave it? It was incredible. I mean, he he, the registrar is doing this press conference, and and someone asked him about you know voter fraud, and he he or if he was going to investigate these instances of potential voter fraud, and he said, well, we don't have investigators. We we just sent it to the secretary of state's office. And I, and I want people to understand something about Nevada. Three fourths of the state's population is in Clark County, which is yeah. where Las Vegas is over 2 million people there are over 2 million people here and we don't have one person looking into voter fraud even <laughs> capable of investigating it. it's amazing I mean, isn't it, it 
it is just you know see no evil hear no evil speak no evil down here uh, um, it, it's just incredible it is just a, I mean, I, you had a great line after um after joe gloria the registrar of voters uh said that they didn't have anyone to look at it so and he said his catches his office only catches a fraudulent vote when they report it to us so i love this line in your column because it's just so common sense it makes the every person smack their head when they hear it so if a criminal doesn't admit he committed voter fraud clark county is likely to find out about it what a what an amazing uh, uh, uh case of willful ignorance oh my gosh amazing great line in the in the column um, well, no, I appreciate it. It's, uh, this is such an important thing. I mean, we hear so many times people criticize journalism today, and it clearly has a lot of flaws. But what you did is just old-fashioned, good, well-thought-out, law- lawful um, journalism to, to really expose a, a big problem. Now, people will say, well, what's the harm? Uh, Clark County is going to be fine, and the election was fine. But last night, there was some pretty big news in the county, that very registrar, Joe Gloria. Tell us what he had to announce last night about one of the county commissioner races. Yeah, so there was a county commission race, about 150,000 people voted in that. The, the margin was, was 10 votes, and wow. he had to, the registrar had to come before the county commission and say, you know, we found 139 discrepancies, and so we can't be confident uh, in the results of, of that election. <laughs> and keep in mind, this is without investigating actual instances of voter fraud. Right. These, these are just, you know, basically errors or mistakes that were made in the course of of voting and sending out all these mail ballots. Mm. Uh, and so, you know, basically the, the motto down here is, is, you know, as long as the margin of victory is large enough, we're probably sure that, you know, the results are <laughs> legitimate. But, I mean, Not exactly it, the most it, comforting word of accuracy, is it? Uh, unbelievable. Well, it's, it's an embarrassment. I mean, yeah. it, it's a complete embarrassment and it's, it's a national embarrassment and it should be. Uh, we, we should be able to say, look, whether you won by two votes or you won by 20,000 votes, we are confident that only legal voters voted. Uh, and you know what's so amazing is it's, it's not like this hasn't been done before. We, yeah. we know how to do this. We yeah. even know how to do it in Clark County. Uh, you, you send out mail ballots to people who request them. Otherwise, if you vote in person, we should have photo ID here. That would make it you know, much more secure. Uh, but this isn't a complicated process. It's not like we're trying to send people to the moon or something. We're just trying to make sure that one person gets one vote. Yeah, not that hard to ask, actually. And, and one of the greatest you know, gifts that our democracy and our constitutional republic gave us the ability to vote. The, um, when you looked out going into this race, um, <coughs> excuse me one second. Um, when you looked out over this race and um, the COVID came in, did you see, I mean, you've covered politics for a long time. Did you see the machinery that normally gets involved in politics act in a different way? We know that everybody got a ballot, whether they requested it or not. And some people were um, uh, not even living there. And so the ballots stack up. But when you, um, did you see, you know, the normal union organizers, did you see, um, any evidence of ballot harvesting? What were some of the dynamics on the ground in Nevada that made you suspicious enough to want to do this um, really nice piece of investigative journalism? Well, we, we did have ballot harvesting. That was made legal in July, too. But, you know, the thing that really struck me was over the last two years, the Democrats who controlled the legislature have changed the standards for signature verification. They, they changed it from one person being concerned to now it has to be two people to now it has to, there has to be numerous significant differences and it can't be minor variations in the signature. And, and so at the same time, they're saying, you know, signature verification is a security measure. They're simultaneously saying, well, but if we make the standard too strict, we're going to disenfranchise 
legitimate voters. And you can't have both ways. I mean, you can't say that, well, this is the security measure. And oh, by the way, if the standard is too strict, we're going to, uh, you know, disenfranchise people who who actually did sign it. I mean, so that's what I wanted to test was, you know, you're trying to you're trying to say both things at once and, and it just doesn't work. Well, we have now in the last uh, year of American history, three elections that have been thrown out because of these very issues. One in North Carolina, which was a congressional race where Republicans were caught cheating uh, on mail-in ballots. And one in um, one of the New Jersey cities uh, a couple of months ago where uh, there was widespread Democratic cheating. And now we've got a race in Clark County that uh, was so badly handled in the vote counting that they have no confidence in the vote and they've thrown that out. Um, how many more of these cases do we need, do you think, before members of both parties say this uh, this isn't good enough? We're better than this in America. Do you think the, is it the Trump legal challenges that are going to bring this forward? Do you think it's the um, sudden rejection of three elections in American history? I can't remember three times in a year where elections were thrown out because of mail ballot fraud. What do you think some of the levers of pressure are that might force some action? Well, I, I think it's really public attention and public public pressure. I mean, I, I try and always give the, the other side the benefit of the doubt, but it, it's honestly really hard with this issue because you, you see the issues, you see the vulnerabilities, and basically what they say is, well, but people aren't cheating because we haven't caught them or they haven't admitted it. And it's like people who commit felonies that could They usually don't advertise. Like, don't just, <laughs> yeah, they don't just come out at the end of the election and be like, okay, I cheated this time. My yeah. guy got in. I'm coming clean. Yeah, it's just no. it's a bizarre way of looking at the world. I mean, it's just the the naivety, and it just makes you suspicious of. Look, I don't want to think the worst of you, but you're an intelligent human being, and you're saying we shouldn't be worried about this very vulnerable system where there's a lot of money and power at stake. Um, I'm starting to get suspicious here, uh, yeah. and so I I think it really is public pressure and public shame uh, that's going to be the only thing that changes it. Well, let's hope that uh, you've certainly done your part to put a, an important spotlight on it. Um, Victor, if people want to follow you at The Journal, what's the best way to follow you on Twitter, The Journal? What are, what are the best ways to keep in touch with your great work? Uh, Twitter's probably best. It's Victor, J-O-E, C as in cat, K as in kite, S as in Sam. My last name is pronounced Jake, so it makes no sense. But I am on Twitter. <laughs> you can search me on, on Facebook, uh, V-J-O-E-C-K-S. Uh, on on Facebook. Well, uh, as a fellow journalist, uh, I'm just was so proud to watch the work that you did on this, and I think you really did a great public service. And I hope we can uh, get enough of this public attention on issues like this, so that we take these issues more seriously, start to fix them. Because, like you said, this isn't like putting a man on the moon. We've been voting for for centuries, but um, we seem to have made this last election particularly more complicated than it needed to be. So, congratulations, Victor, and uh, love to have you back in the show sometime. I look forward to it. Thanks, John. Very good. All right, folks, we'll be back in a few minutes to wrap things up. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. 
You need Tax Network USA, and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS, they know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. Uh, And I hope you enjoyed our interview with Victor Jakes. I think he's a delightful, enterprising a journalist, uh, someone who proves that reporting can still be done well if you have the will and the honesty and the uh, neutrality to do so. If you don't follow pack journalists or pack minds, um, if you don't um, do groupthink, uh, it's possible to still be an effective journalist today. And in Clark County, in Nevada, in the city of Las Vegas, they're lucky to have that young, um, great uh, newspaper columnist doing the sort of work he did. He really exposed the underbelly, the flaws in Clark County's ballot signature matching program. It doesn't exist, apparently. If eight of nine ballots he signed got through under different names, you know, you know for sure that uh, the ballot uh, signature system is not working correctly. He made some really important points. Check him out. Check out all the great news on just uh, the news.com where all day long Daniel Payne and Kerry Sheffield and Nick Ballacy and Christine Dolan and all these great reporters that we have. Joe Curl, formerly the Drudge Report editor, all working for us, uh, trying to get you the most important news, accurate, factual, no opinion, neutral. You make up your mind because you can read our documents and our audio and video in the Dig and Tool and check us out. Go there often. And tonight, remember, a very special night for me. I'm going to try. We'll see how this works out. Try to host my first TV special on Real America Voice, the TV network, channel 240 on Pluto, channel 219 on Dish Network, on the iOS and Android phones uh, under apps called America's Voice app. Or you can go to americavoice.news, americasvoice.news, and go and watch the special 7 p.m. Eastern tonight. We're going to have a large amount of the Trump legal team on explaining the next steps in this legal battle, the legal fight for control of the White House. Um, You won't want to miss this. Rudy Giuliani, Victoria uh, Tensing, Joe DeGeneva, Jenna Ellis, uh, uh, then some great outsiders, including uh, the one and only Alan Dershowitz from Harvard fame. Uh, They're all with us to tell us exactly what's going on. So don't, don't miss that. And we'll be back tomorrow with another edition of John Solomon Reports. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34-plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So, You can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. 
Gold is your hedge against inflation, and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold, and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it, with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends, who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, Text Just News to 989898 98 98 right now.